Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and this is, this is the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, anything else we like to talk about. And with me, as always, is the remarkable Roxy Stryer. I like remarkable. Remarkable's good. Remarkable's good. Yeah. I feel like rem- remarkable like that. Well, I'm always, if I'm being honest, I'm a sucker for alliteration. So I want to find like our... Mm. Rock's remarkable. Yeah. Mm. See? See what I did there? I combined. You combined them. That's your, is that your superhero name? Rock's, Rock's Markable? Rock's Markable. Ooh, it'd be like if Meghan Markle and I got married. Rock's Markle. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Wow, Rock's Markle. Isn't it? Rock's Markle. Well, That's, I don't know how we got here, but I'm glad we did. Some alternate reality. Some alternate, mm. somewhere in the multiverse. That is a reality. Um, and uh, as always, if you would like to watch this show live uh, uh, on Fridays at 10 a.m., you can do that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Also, um, you can listen to the full audio podcast. There's different tiers. You get different things. But if you want to watch live, you want to see the video, you want to see those beautiful assets uh, that I have to share with you, you can do that. Uh, by watching it live or watching the video later. Also, if you listen to us on Spotify, you, we ask a question every week when I remember to post it, and we take your answers. So last week we asked, who is your favorite Disney villain? Um, William Niles Wilson said, Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. I've not seen that movie. My wife uh, and I are planning on watching it at some point because she likes it, and I've never seen it. Um Stormy Woods says Ursula. A lot of love for Ursula. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. And then Edward Espinal says, classic Disney villain Scar. However, with Star Wars and Marvel in the mix, Thanos. Mm. 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 I think those are really good ones. Uh, Thanos I never thought about as a, as a Disney villain, but that's totally what's happening there. It's kind of like when people say their favorite Disney princess and they answer, answer Princess Leia. And yeah, like, you're like, I guess... And then you think about the Pixar stuff. So, like, do do Pixar villains count? Who is a Pixar villain? Well, you've got um, Sid. You've got um, oh yeah. Uh, 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 oh wow! I just completely. You got the the Toy Story ones. You got the teddy bear. A Hopper from Bugs Life is still actually pretty terrifying. My wife and I rewatched, but I hadn't seen Bugs Life since I was a kid. Since I saw it in theaters, and we rewatched, and I was like, "Yeah, man, this." This movie's dark. <laughs> I really can't think of even my favorite ones. There are villains, but they're not the part of the movie. Like I feel like in Disney animated movies, the villain is the fang. Mm-hmm. In Pixar movies, it really is very hero focused. Yeah, and I think something smart that Pixar usually does in some of their best movies, and I'm thinking of Inside Out, and I'm thinking of Toy Story, where your protagonist is also kind of your stealth antagonist, where like... In Woody yeah, and Toy Story, animated. yeah, like Woody and Toy Story enjoy an Inside Out, like the, they're the one that actually create the problem, and then they have to like fix it, and then personal growth happens. Similar to the, I, the, this is a bit more of a stretch, but also kind of up. Um, the old man and up kind of like creates. Uh, that's not the actual antagonist is the person he that the guy he admires, the adventurer he wants to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I. I to be like my favorite villain is the grandpa and op. I mean, that's <laughs> so not paying attention. But I think that uh, Thanos definitely does count more than more than I think that he does at first glance. Well, and if you count, if you if you're saying Marvel's Disney, I mean, Killmonger's in there. 
That's a pretty good one. Good point too. I mean, if we're doing all of that, then are you going to count um, Darth Vader? Classic, iconic. Mm, you know, they they bought Fox. Do the xenomorphs from Aliens count? Do they? Does what? the merger itself count? I, you know what? Again, it's hard for me to hate it because it gives me FX on Hulu. But anyway, so they, those... Yeah, except for Pose. Except, except for Pose. Although we're catching up. We're slowly catching up. We just did the um, the episode where uh, they've got to get Electra's trunk. A really good episode. And it makes me... It helps me it's like, I really do like the Electra-centric episodes because somehow they always involve a caper. Like whenever yeah, Electra yeah. gets involved, it always kind of involves a caper and I'm a sucker for that. And also I like... Electra is a good example of like technically an antagonist for like a bulk of the series, but then but you can't yeah. hate her. <laughs> it is wild how this season they really are all about her being the original mother and mm-hmm. seeing the good parts of her being a mother because we saw the bad parts of her being mother yeah. for so long. But she is a really really layered character. One of one of the greats. Yeah, really good. Anyway, we're getting off track uh, this week because we are. We are. <laughs> I know this show we talk about whatever we want so it's hard to get off track but theoretically we are um this week is the release of conjuring the devil made me do it aka conjuring three uh and roxy and i right we i have not seen it have you not seen it yet no i have not seen it either we have not seen it yet i have been hearing not so good things but um what we're going to do is talk about ghosts because we know you kids at home love it when we talk about ghosts and cryptids and all that stuff and i don't think roxy you i don't think you and i have had conversations about the supernatural I've done a lot of getting ghosted, but not a lot of talking about ghosts. So, you know, I'm very ready for this. (laughs) You're there. You're in it. You're ready to go. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, Before we do that, we're going to talk about what we're into. But before we do that, you're going to go to, if you're listening to it on iTunes, you're going to give us a five-star review so that we can read it on the air. And as I've said before, you can say whatever you want in the body of the text, and I will read it out loud as long as there's those five stars. So keep that in mind and go give us a five-star review and say whatever you want. But let's go into Roxy and I saw uh, F9 this week, um, starring newly starring human action figure John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it, it's, it's interesting to see him in what is more of a, I, w- I would think, is meant to be a more serious role. But before we get into any of that, Spoiler free, because obviously the movie doesn't come out for, for a while yet. I don't know how I would spoil this movie anyway. You know, that's a good point for a couple reasons. One, it is what it is. But also, a lot of the, if I had a, uh, not to start with my critique, but one of my, my critiques is I think a lot of the big, like, reveals we know they're in the they're in the trailers. Like, it, there wasn't, like, a big, like, ah! Um, but right now on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it has a 68% with the consensus being F9 sends the franchise hurling further over the top than ever. But director Justin Lin's knack for preposterous set pieces keeps the action humming. And the synopsis on IMDb is Cypher enlist the help of Jacob, Dom's younger brother, to take revenge on Dom and his team, which isn't accurate. That's actually not what the movie is. But um, – all the people mentioned in there are in the movie and have relationships to each other that are vaguely similar to what is in there. And, of course, it was directed by Justin Lin. It was written by Daniel Casey and Justin Lin with a story um, by Alfred Botello. And, of course, it's starring Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, uh, Chris Ludacris Bridges, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, Charlize Theron, and John Cena. And so even though we both just said it's hard to spoil a movie like this, Roxy, what are your spoiler-free thoughts? 
I mean, I think that this should have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I I can't describe how much I loved this movie, but here is the thing: I don't have any idea what somebody was expecting to get out of this movie if it wasn't exactly what we got out of this movie. Yeah, I think I saw some tweet that was like Justin Lin knows how, exactly how to make this kind of movie, and he does. <laughs> this movie was action packed. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking like laugh out loud funny the whole time. There's one. Th- there's one scene in which they're referencing another um, big piece of pop culture Yes, that I, I was crying. I was laughing so hard because it is just so absurd. You think about the writer's room for this movie, which must've been like, that's fucking stupid. Throw it in there. (laughs) And I think they said that like 50 times. I think this is the perfect summer blockbuster that, that kept continuing to say about like to itself, hold my beer. No, you hold my beer. Mm -hmm. No, just keep holding my beer. Like it was just one upping itself left and right. And I loved it. I loved the experience. I loved being back in the theater. All of that obviously makes me look at this with rose colored glasses. I loved watching this with a bunch of people who seemed like they were enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. And it was such an enjoyable experience. When you go to see a fast movie, I'm not expecting to see an Oscar movie. I'm Mm -hmm. expecting to see exactly what they just showed me, which is something that made no sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the things that they're able to do in here, but is self-aware enough to acknowledge how little sense it makes the whole time. And yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I I love this franchise. Um, I actually just, with my wife, we just did a rewatch of all uh, eight movies. Um, uh, We weren't able to fit in Hobbs and Shaw before we saw this one. Um, but we had seen but it previously. Seen it. We, yeah. yeah, I've seen it. I've seen all of them. Um, and so we went through the whole franchise leading up to this. Um, and it's a, I, I love this franchise. It's a blast. It's crazy to see. And I do like, there's a little bit of the, in this movie too, that as crazy as things have gotten, there's always at least one scene that goes back to the street racing roots. That's like, hey, remember when all these people were just street racers in LA? <laughs> Uh, because it's it's insane at this point and i i i will say i don't know if this i think my my favorites in the franchise are probably fast five which is the first movie with the rock and then fast seven which is the first movie with jason statham and i don't know that this cracks that echelon for me we're now at the point that like each movie there's like a different gimmick thing like the previous movie was the zombie cars this movie is the and it's in the trailers this movie's the magnets and the and I feel like this movie was more into the magnets than I was as an audience member. Mm. Um, I love the magnets. <laughs> I love the magnets. They lose Every the- time I was like, yes. Yeah, the magnets. Yeah. Um, I think for me, what works best in this franchise, and I won't go into detail on this, but anytime, anytime there's like a character return or a character callback or some sort of like, there's a lot of little indulgence uh, character turns there's even a cameo from a character that has not uh, been in any of these movies before but they all treat it like she, she shows up for a scene and we all treat it like we've all known her and she's been a part of this movie the whole, this franchise the whole time and even that like that stuff excites me more and there's also that tangible specifically with like the hand-to-hand fight scenes um and, and even some of the more outlandish stuff there, there's a dedication to practical effects work and practical um stunts that it's cool that there's at least one franchise that still cares about that. Like it's, isn't still invested in doing that. Um, but I do, I do think at this point when they say that like, okay, the fast saga is going to end with the 10th movie. It's like, 
yeah, that feels about right. I feel like yeah, maybe yeah, we've yeah. got one more movie because it's there's the, the I feel like I was telling my wife when we were leaving there's like like a dumb to fun quotient, whereas like the the dumber the movies got, the more fun they became. But now we're at a point where they're continuing to get dumber, but not necessarily more fun. We can't get much dumber. Yeah, it's like we've kind of reached this. And and what what kind of our segue into this conversation was was John Cena and the fact that he's a human action figure. And there's there's moments where it's not even meant to be a comedic beat, but he like gives a look, and the whole audience erupt into oh, laughing. Shit. We erupted so many times. And it's great. And it, it makes me even more excited for him in Suicide Squad to, who, playing a more overtly comic character. Yeah. Because um, uh, I, I think he's that's kind of like his niche. I think he's really found that. But I, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear more people's thoughts about this movie. I, I really like that this franchise exists. And, and for me, this was the perfect. So for me, this was my you, you it was the quiet place was your first one back. Yes. This was my first time back in theaters. And I can't imagine a better movie yeah to go back to like this it was a really cool fun experience um there is i want to say it's a mid-credits teaser stay tuned for that because it's a lot of did fun you like that i did uh, i definitely recommend if you're like if you're vaccinated if you're ready to go back into the theaters this is a good one to go back to um it's it's it is the type of big blockbuster that it's a good movie to go back into theaters and i'm very excited to and curious to see how they um wrap up all the things or with wrap up anything i don't know um so now let us go to what is supposed to be our main topic um, for today. First, I'm going to talk about my new comic, Hellbent. If you go to hellbentcomic.com, you can sign up to the pre-launch page and please do that. I've been doing some some posts, um, as you can see. So uh, uh, one of the things we're going to be packaging along with the comics are these tarot cards, these unique tarot cards uh, created by CAP Ward. That is so cool. Uh, I'm very excited about it. And one of them, the the devil card, is it will be available with all physical tiers, but only at launch. So you're going to want to be there day one. There's also another thing I haven't announced yet that will only be available at launch. Uh, um, so you're going to be there for that. There also be some of the tiers will be discounted during launch. So that's a good time to to jump in. Also, uh, very important to the patrons. Uh, obviously, you guys have been big supporters of the show, big supporters of my work. And so there's going to be um, a couple extra perks just for, for patrons. But please, 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 please sign up to the pre-launch page. Uh, the, I've just announced the release date. It is June 15th is the launch of the campaign so tuesday june 15th please be there please day be there day one it's a huge thing for for kickstarters any crowdfunding campaign you want to have a good first couple of days so please show up day one um we've got tiers running from from five bucks up uh so so please contribute to that it it would make me happy and also it'll make you happy because the comic is dope i just got some more pages um from it from our artist are the our artist Heather Vaughn and they're really kick-ass and I'm really proud of it. So I'm happy for you, DJ. Thank you. Um, I'll be even more happy when it's very successful. Go support it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you get it. <laughs> um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, but let's talk about The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It is hit on HBO Max, or it should be. I haven't checked. Um, and so I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about ghosts. You kids love ghosts. I know you do. Um, so even though we're not going to be reviewing it, I did, I did want to... Um, talk about how people are, are receiving Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. Right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 66% <laughs> on um, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's funny. It's 666. Six, six, six. Oh, anyway. Anyway, um, The Devil Made Me Do It represents a come down for the core Conjuring films, although Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson keep the audience invested. Um, this uh, outing is directed by uh, Michael Chavez, who did La Llorona um, and was written by Dead. David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick um, with a story by James Wan who directed the previous entries um, and of course starring Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren and Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren and I will say I have not seen it yet and I love the Conjuring movies I, I, I think and I even enjoy most of the spinoffs I didn't see La Llorona um, but I even like The Nun which isn't very good but I still liked it um, I will say that the only thing that makes me slightly uncomfortable with the Conjuring movies is its relationship to real life figures like Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, who, in my personal opinion, I don't know how to say that. I, I, I perceive them as kind of hucksters. <laughs> um, and so a film franchise built around validating their stuff makes me a little, uh, and the promotion for this movie, again, I have not seen it, but the promotion for this movie about them, like doing a case where a person who's convicted of murder says that he was possessed by a demon. And that made him do it. And I'm like, Ooh, this might be a bridge too far. This might be, we're going to go back to a real murder and say like, but what if the devil It's like, I don't know how comfortable you have an issue with the premise in general. Yeah. Like just that, that might be the part that may, you know, we talk a lot, uh, rocks about the things that like take you out of the movie. That might be something that keeps me from like, distracting. but again, I haven't seen it. So I don't know how they, they navigate all that. And, and I am excited to see it because I really do like these movies. Rocks, are you a fan of the contrary movies? Uh, yeah, enough. Not enough that I rushed to see this or reached out and was like dying to. And also not enough that with these reviews, I'm still very excited. I'm kind of like, meh. Yeah. Uh, but I like horror in general. And so these just kind of like good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel. it's not like my diehard franchise, but good enough. Yeah, I got you. So we, a big part of previous episodes of the show are talking about ghosts and cryptids and the supernatural and the unknown. I love this. But I don't think you and we, you've never been a part of those discussions. So I'm excited to dive into this with you. I, I know in a broader sense, you know, you've been, you've been pretty candid about being an atheist, right? Yeah. Or at least agnostic, but yes, an atheist. Yeah. Just- I don't think I believe, but you just never know. Yeah, well, exactly. I think, I, I, honestly, I think that's like, not to not to put this on anybody. I feel like that's where everybody should be, just a little bit of an agnostic because you don't you don't know. Like you, you know, we don't. We, a lot of us don't know about a lot of things. So no matter what your core belief is, there should be a little agnosticism mixed in there because you don't know. What are your thoughts on ghosts? I have never. I've definitely never had any kind of run-ins. Well, that, that, that place to STS 2084's questions. Have you had any ghost experiences? If not, would you want one? I've never had any run-ins, at least to the best of my knowledge. I don't know. I, I love ghost things like 
even anywhere from like Casper mm-hmm. to what we see in like Harry Potter mm-hmm. to the more spooky ghosts. But I've never had like a ghost experience. Like people are like, oh, this thing. I am somebody though who is so freaked out all the time. I check under the beds. I do on behind the curtains. I look in my laundry machines every night before I go to bed. I like do a whole thing. I don't know if I'm looking for ghosts or what, mm-hmm. but you know, also just maybe like murderers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I do like them a lot as a device and a concept because I have a lot of dead people in my life, mm. and it would be really cool if there were ghosts in a positive form but then i also hear that what a ghost is is somebody who's like not at peace so they're still here so that would suck yeah. so i those are kind of my general thoughts how do you feel about ghosts dj so you know i i um grew up in a more um conservative christian background so ghosts were a big no-no uh in my community not necessarily in my household but in my community no no like you don't believe in them or like ah get away from us ghosts uh, you don't believe in them it's like you once you die you go to one of two two three places um you know what i mean and that's you don't get a call in that you don't get to stick around um i am interested in i i have had some through my life i have some had some strange um spiritual related experiences i don't know if i would associate any of them with ghosts and i don't know if i'd associate with any of them with anything now i am uh like we were talking about earlier i'm a big believer in you don't know what you don't know um the the universe is a big place and we've the farthest we've we've sent some junk to mars but other than that we haven't really left our own backyard um and so we don't know and i think things like consciousness what makes a person alive are are bigger questions that i don't think we've quite dialed in i think we live in a culture that likes to think we have answers for everything because we have computers we can we can look anything we want up on google and we'll know and i just don't think we're there yet so i'm open to the idea of of something or even if you want to say like because my, my wife is way into ghost stuff for I, one of our anniversaries. We went to the Queen Mary and did the whole like three in the morning with the Geiger counter or whatever it is that's supposed Whoa. to tell you. Yeah, the whole shebang. Um, uh, I'm even open to the idea of maybe if you if you want to add some credibility to, the, to these that you're saying that these people just didn't make up these encounters. They might be seeing like an echo of the person maybe you're seen through to another reality i don't know you know what i mean like i it's you don't know what you don't know uh i'm open to it um i don't know if i personally believe in ghosts specifically um but like you i do think they're a very interesting narrative device one the the aesthetic the ghost the spooky aesthetic is cool i love going to haunted mansion at disneyland it's me too so much it's DJ. such it a blast so fun and so fun and and narratively it's a it's a good way to deal up like uh you uh when i had raul coley on talking about talking about um the haunting of Bly manor you know it becomes a metaphor for dealing with your own past, the cultural past, all that sort of thing. And I think that that's really cool and interesting. Um, would I want a ghost encounter? You know what? Probably. Because uh, 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 there have been times in my life where I've I've been faced with an o- overwhelming fear of death. 
and the finality that would help of it. You? Uh, yeah, like so, uh, uh, saying like, hey, it's not necessarily the end. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Ghost. I, I appreciate it. Um, but I think, but but truthfully, I think even if you had that experience, you you would have your your brain because this might be getting a little weird. But you know, people like to talk away, talk uh, brush away different experiences because your brain looks for patterns. But I think that works the other way. If you found if you if you ran into a ghost because your brain looks for patterns your brain would find a way to explain that away if you were if you were truly presented with something completely outside of your understanding of the way reality worked your brain would find a way to compartmentalize that into something that you could understand and you'd brush it off so even if i had a ghost encounter i'd probably be like well you know i was tired that night and da 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 so i don't know if it would actually uh help me in any way what about you roxy if you if you were if you somebody was handing out a flyer and be like ghost ghost experience yes or no would you be like yeah sign me up i i do i'm like one of the most curious people on the planet so i super duper i'm always trying to figure out what is next what happens i'm also like deathly afraid of death it for sure keeps me up at night and so knowing that there were ghosts would be so incredible even if it meant that they were unwell even if it meant that they were spiritually stuck here even if, even if it meant like the worst of the worst because then at least i would know that there are things that take place yeah um because the jews for sure for sure believe that like you are in the ground you want to get back to the earth as much as possible and you want to deteriorate your bodies as quickly as you can so that you can be one like dirt yeah uh and that concept of like wanting maggots to get you as fast as possible makes me feel sick yeah i i get you i get it (laughs) so i for sure for sure would love to know there were ghosts i just think that it feels unlikely to me i i want to say it's impossible but nothing is impossible i guess but it feels unlikely to me that ghosts could exist and live in a free form way where they could access us and it's only happened so few times comparatively to what it could happen and in ways that like have not shifted the world yet mm-hmm. that it it just seems unlikely to me does that make sense yeah 100% well i think like you know whenever you watch any of these ghost shows they'll be like they're making the sound with what all the mechanisms we have to make sound are part of the like again cuz i'm open to the idea since since consciousness is not is not necessarily something I feel like we've dialed in. Um, how, what makes us operate differently than than animals? What 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 constitutes what we would say as a soul? All that stuff. I'm open to those questions. I do have a little bit of a hesitancy when we talk about like ghosts interacting with stuff. It's like yeah, those mechanisms don't exist anymore. And I'm not say, again, like you said, I'm not going to say it's impossible because you don't know what you don't know. But I, I, I do have questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like you would think that in the thousands of years, they would have made it like abundantly clear they were here unless they won't want to be found. And even that, though, like spiders don't want to be found. We see them all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're all over the damn place. So, yeah, it's, it, is, it, is, um, it is interesting. We have a question here from Brenda. Do you have a favorite ghost story slash urban legend from when you were a kid? So not just ghost story, but could be urban legend. Yes. My favorite one growing up was the story about the girl with the red ribbon around her neck. That was the one that flipped me out the most. Tell me, tell me, I'm not familiar. 
essentially what happens is there's this girl, it was in this book that my mom used to read to me. That was like this creepy looking book. Mm-hmm. You know, those books that just look creepy. It's yes. like got the darker pages and like, like creaks when you open it, whatever. And one of the stories in there was about this woman with the red ribbon and she had the red ribbon tied around her neck. And, um, she was always asked about it, always asked about it by, you know, she has like kids and grandkids. And she, now she's always like, you'll find out one day, you'll find out one day. And then she one day unties her, her head falls off. Nice. And I don't know why that stuck with me so much, but I was like, whoa, you never know what's going on. Yeah, you never know what's going on. And I, there was something like so creepy about it at the time that that was the one that just kind of connected with me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm into that one. I think when you talk about urban legends, for some reason I was really fascinated with the idea of um, I was big into cryptid as a as, as a kid, so maybe not necessarily ghosts, but like the Jersey Devil, the Loch Ness mm-hmm. monster. Mm-hmm. I, I found. Well, yeah, I guess that's more urban legend stuff than what I said. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's it, and I think that was more of what I was into as a kid, um, um, and so like. One that stuck with me when I was a little bit older, I want to say it was a Richard Gere movie about, it was called The Mothman Prophecies or whatever. And so I went down that rabbit hole. That was at a point where like Discovery Channel, whenever one of these movies would come out, Discovery Channel would do a special as if it were real, which is really kind of like bad faith and kind of fucked up. Because like we watched the Discovery Channel, not for this bullshit. We we think you're actually giving us information. You don't give me a special on mermaids as if they found one when they didn't. <laughs> um Anyway, um, love mermaids. The urban legend. Well, Discovery did a a special, like it was a whole scripted, like Blair Witch type thing, as if somebody had found one. And it's like, yeah, but you're Discovery Channel. You're not fucking some dudes. Uh, anyway, um, and the Mothman is this weird one that kind of bridges aliens with go. Like a, this this entity shows up called the Mothman that's supposed to show up before disasters. And some say he's a ghost, some say he's an alien. So that was a weird one that kind of bridged a bunch of bunch of interests. Um, and uh, 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 we've got one here from Joey, who would win in a fight: a ghost, a ghoul, a specter, an apparition, or a banshee. And I think, of course, a specter. DJ, the way you said that, like it was fact of fact. Yeah, it's a, it's a specter. I think, of course, a specter. Of course, a specter. Let's not, we don't even need to take the time to differentiate obviously. what those are. It's yeah. obviously a specter. Um, Kayla Marie, if you were a ghost, who would you haunt? Oh, I thought that was, when I first pulled this one, I thought it was, where would you haunt? No, who, who would you haunt? So I don't know. It, it just kind of depends on what happens when you're a ghost. Are you here because of unfinished business? So you're haunting somebody because you're fucking with them or are you trying to tell them something? You know, it just is so hard for me to say. Cause like when you hear the word haunt, you think you want to haunt somebody horrible. Like you mm-hmm. want to go haunt like Trump or Bezos or somebody who like, you really just feel like has not um, necessarily bettered the planet sometimes mm-hmm. or whatever. But then when I think about like what it means to haunt I really would want to like be talking to my sister and yeah. you know let them know that things are going to be okay or that there is something else. So I think it kind of just depends on what what haunt means. I think that's a really good point. I like that you took it to the uh, a better place than I did initially. Like, yeah, the, I think the right question is, like, yeah, you haunt Bezos and you try to pull off like a Christmas Carol situation where you're like, hey, yeah. you son of a bitch. And like, then all of a sudden, like he wakes up the next day and is like, I'm going to give $1 billion yeah. to world hunger. Yeah. Not, like whatever it is. Cause like he, he would, would st- actually probably if change he, something. If he gave $1 billion to world hunger, he would still be the richest goddamn fucking person on the planet. <laughs> and 
would solve world hunger. Yeah, so. yeah. He could solve that son of a bitch, not to get off track, could solve world hunger, could buy the Amazon to keep it from being deforested. Could probably, I think, when people throw out numbers to quote unquote fix global warming, could probably do that and he would still be a multi-billionaire. But instead, DJ, how about he buys MGM? Or he buys a yacht that needs a smaller yacht to tug it around or some bullshit like that. Yeah. That son yeah. of a fucking best bitch. Our system's fucked. Anyway, but but that would be, I think, the correct answer. My initial response is 100% my wife. She's deathly afraid of ghosts. And so I would get, it'd be, it'd be a win-win. Are you win. fucking with her? Yeah, a little bit, at least initially, initially. I, you, you fuck with her and then, and then you like, oh, things are good. Don't worry. Like you said, like, hey, things are going to be better. But then every once in a while you fuck with her because you can because you're a ghost. Yeah, but DJ, like, I'm not trying to go there, but like, you die. Yeah. You, your wife, if you die tomorrow, DJ, your wife's got a long life in front of her. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're only allowed to haunt one person for the rest of your life, you're about to probably see some shit you don't want to see. For listen, time. listen, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. But it's, that's still, that's the call I made. Like I, 10 I, years bits. from now, she goes on her first date with somebody and you're haunting her. You're fucking up the dinner. Yeah. And it will be hilarious to me. <laughs> At least then, when she, whenever she died, she would be like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" Yeah, see, oh, you haunted me. And Roxy, you you know, we just stumbled across one of the best sitcoms that have never been made. We had Bewitched, we had Dream of Jeannie. Now it's Ghost Husband. Yeah, Ghost Husband. <laughs> ghost, Go Ghost, ghost husband. husband. Oh, Ghost Husband. It, it might be. It might be. It might be better as a show if it was Ghost Wife. Feel like you having a ghost husband, you could get into some unsettling territory. Wife less yeah. threatening. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Ghost wife's not going to care as much. Yeah. Ghost wife more loving. Ghost wife's like, honey, you do you. She's not going to fuck with you. That's probably a good point. Much. That's probably a good yeah. point. Yeah. I know. You've got my, some got some things to pick out here. Yeah, my my wife is into the ghost stuff, and she also likes watching those murder shows. And I can't tell you how many times I've walked into like, and this is how the wife murdered her husband. And it's like, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on a second. I don't know how I feel about you watching these shows. Um, Leonard Kim, am I wrong slash crazy to question if our depictions of ghosts are accurate? What if we're completely misconceiving ghosts? I don't think you're wrong or crazy at all because again, we don't know. So I got I was I was talking to a friend of mine. He's he's helping film a vampire movie. And so he was showing me some stuff, some some footage from it. And you know, the it's the classic, the mouth open up with the fangs and there's the hissing. And I was like, can we oh man, can we cut it out with the vampire hissing? Like, why are they always fucking hissing? And it's like, well, because they they did, and that's how we do stuff now. It's the same thing with ghosts. We've depicted them one way, and so now it's how we keep depicting them. It's become a trope, you know? And so it's yeah. like, who knows, who, one, who knows with ghosts, but also you got to think about, yeah. I, I don't know about you, Roxy, I tend, I tend to think, I tend to get down a rabbit hole of like, okay, well, if it was a thing, how would it work? Like, what, what, what exactly are the mechanics that are going on? So here's what I think, because I thought about this too. So, you know, like when you die, how you lose that, like two pounds or whatever it is immediately. Mm, mm-hmm. I did not know that, but that sounds right. I mean, I know you shit yourself. <laughs> but no but it's not that you like immediately lose weight and they, they that's what scientists refer to as your soul oh wow we, because you're losing weight in a way that's unexplainable even regardless of your like bodily functions you're losing more weight and that's where like the concept of the soul does meet science a little bit Interesting. Because, like, what what is that so i think that 
that would, if that's a thing, mm-hmm. that's what the ghost is. I don't think the ghost really has like a form, maybe more of an energy. Cause like energy cannot be, um, right. eliminate. Yeah. At- matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Yeah. 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 Nor destroyed. Yeah. So maybe it's like a, I don't know. I don't know. I think about this stuff all the time in terms of science because I don't believe in not science. So it's got to <laughs> it's got to make sense scientifically. Yeah. And so I what I know is there's shit we can't see. Yeah. So I don't think that I can picture what form this takes because I don't think I've ever seen it before. Yeah. But there's probably if there is if you think there are ghosts, then they're in a form that is not visible to our naked eye. And we have not yet created a device that's made it so that we can see if it even is a uh, thing to see. Yeah. Um, and then for sure, I don't think that they can speak mm-hmm. because no device to do that. Yeah. So more like they can exchange. Yeah. But how, I don't know. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's when you're talking about like uh, uh, when you're writing stuff, even something more supernatural, you have to have your own rules that you can um, abide by. So there's some cohesion because the world operates by by rules as well. So if you want people to believe in the world you're creating, and this is, of course, in the fiction, not in the reality of what ghosts are. But like, you know, a lot of times you'll be like, well, they, you know, they communicate with or move stuff with energy. It's like, yeah, what is, when you say that, what does that mean? What does it mean? <laughs> yeah. What, 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 mean? what does that mean? Um, but I, I like, I like your associating with the, the lost 12 pounds and the idea. And cause you're right. They're actually the light spectrum. My eyes perceive are actually, is actually pretty narrow. We of course have technology that helps us with that now. Um, but even again, we're operating on, um, the limits of our own assumption and not, and not to like, I know it's played out in Marvel movies and stuff like that, but you know, magic is just science. We don't understand yet. It's like, but yeah, I mean, there, there are rules, something that, that you run into that there, I can guarantee you there are things that have that we've run into that defy those rules. And there will be things in the future that we run into defy those rules because we don't have the, we don't know yet. You know what I mean? But once, once we're able to quantify that, it will, there will be a way that it operates that we don't understand yet. And so figuring out, but to answer Leonard Kim's question, I don't think you're crazy. Cause again, we're talking about something that there's no way to quantify. And for the most part is stuff we've made definitely in the movies and stuff. It's stuff we made up. It's we made it you up. You think humans will ever know. Ooh, I'm hoping uh, humans are around for a long, 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 long time. Um, so yeah, I hope so. I do. I am. I am. This might be silly. I am concerned that perhaps that we're dismissive of things in a way that would keep us from, you know, I, I've run into a lot of people that are like, well, if, uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe it unless I see it. And it's like, yeah, but you can't see an atom. We all believe, we all, we all believe in, you know what I mean? Like, in, and, and it's different because it's quantifiable, but somebody had to do the effort to fucking figure that shit out. Yeah. Um, but I'm so one of those people. Yeah. And it's, and it's one of those that like the, the limit I, I, I keep thinking about, and I don't know if this applies, but I, I keep going back to, and I'm going to butcher this, unfortunately, cause I don't have it in front of me, but I, I, I was I'm doing, excited for whatever the fuck for wherever we're going with this. No, I want to say it's, it's um, there's a philosophical 
arg- uh, paper or argument called To Be a Bat. It's talking about how a human um, cannot understand um, what it's like to be a bat. What is it like to be a bat? Which is by Thomas Nagel. Killing it right now. Um, and it talks, it. Um, uh, And it's talking about how it's quote here from this article. I just put facts beyond the reach of human conception. Like we can't hear like a bat hears. We can't see like a bat sees. And so while we can quantify those things through research and science, we'll never know what it's like to be a bat because our senses are fundamentally different. The way they perceive reality is fundamentally different. And I don't know if it's in this paper, but it connects to, it connects to the idea that we are operating under the assumption that we have the tools to articulate what it is to be a human. And we might not, our brain might not actually be able to understand what the, 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 its own functions, its, uh, uh, um, um, consciousness. We might actually be not have the tools available to really understand that. And there's no real way to know because there's no, there's no other, we haven't run into an alien species and be like, Hey, how does your brain work? You know what I mean? Like, we just don't know. Um, and so, and again, it just goes back to that thing. You don't know what you don't know. And there might, and, and you make a good point, Roxy, we might not ever be able to, to quantify that. Um, and it, it's, I think when you're getting, now we're getting into this stuff, it's like there are dealing with our own finiteness within the grand scheme of stuff. I've been watching these nature videos talking about like, uh, uh, sharks that live in the deep, like the deep, like bottom of the ocean. And it's like, well, this shark evolved 400 billion years ago. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Because that means there's at least 400 billion years on the other side of me. And just, and when you get into ghosts and spirituality and stuff like that, that's, <laughs> that's what you're dealing with. That's the time scale you're dealing with. Um, did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Cool. As best as we can. <laughs> it's so weird to think about how there's something you – do not know that you don't might not ever know that your entire species might not ever know. Yeah. Even if we tried. Well, it's the same thing with aliens. Like we, we look for alien life, the way we understand life works, the way it evolved here, but it's a big, yeah, but that I feel very confident at some point humans will know the answer to. I, again, yeah. if we don't uh, cook ourselves on this planet. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, yeah. I I agree. That's and, a matter of time thing. Ghosts, we might not ever be able to. Yeah, and maybe if we run into aliens, maybe they're like, yeah, we talk to ghosts all the time. It's a, it's a yeah. no big thing. Um, and and but again, when we come to looking for life, it, it's life as we understand it. And and I and I don't think humans really have appreciation for how little we might actually understand. Yeah. All we know is it's it's like it's like. It, it's almost like a, a, a global scale of like when you're a teenager and you're like, Ooh, I got this shit on lock. And now as a 30, whatever year old, I can look back at me like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. not only did I, I not have it on lock then I sure shit don't have it on lock now. <laughs> and probably will never have it. And on probably lock. will never ever. Um, Ooh, bah, 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 what's this? Debating which question you want to ask. Yeah. 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 Bah, 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 Let's jump to, Danny, what is your favorite type of horror movie? We'll we'll pull out of this and we'll go to some fun movie stuff. What is your favorite type of horror movie? Maybe name some examples of the subgenre. Are you going to talk, DJ, or do you want me to? 
I can talk. My, my favorite type of horror movie. What is my favorite type of horror movie? That's a good question. I It's hard to pick. Danny, I know you're in the chat. I'm sorry. I'm going to uh, uh, cheat a little bit and not pick one. Or maybe I'll talk myself to picking one. You know, there's good examples of all of them. I just said I like the Conjuring movies um, for the way that they, I think they escalate traditional exorcist type movies to like blockbuster levels like going from from horror to full-on like summer event movie uh level and i think they do that pretty well uh, i'm a big fan of the universal monsters so when you're talking about dracula and vampires wolfman creature from the black lagoon i think there's a lot of merit in those and i like slasher movies too favorite god damn what, what would be my favorite um i can tell you my favorite horror movie is the thing john carpenter's the thing um, you like creature. You definitely like a, a monster creature. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right because I just talked about how I was into cryptids as a kid. It probably does like the monster stuff. Monster. I'm way, I'm into monsters. So like yeah. it, even to the point of like kaiju, Godzilla, King Kong. I'm into the monsters, um, and I don't think there's a better movie monster than than John Carpenter's The Thing. And although the movie it's based off of the thing that came from outer space is also is also pretty good too. Uh, although the monster in that is more of a Frankenstein type monster. What about you? One, are you, I don't know. We've talked about, are you like a horror movie? You like horror movies, right? I, I've never met a genre of horror movie that I didn't like. Yeah. I love to feel. Mm-hmm. I'm just somebody who loves to feel and scared is such a, a thing that I feel like we often feel the most in movies. Like, I feel the happiest I ever feel is not watching a movie. Mm-hmm. The saddest I ever feel is not watching a movie. But sometimes the scaredest I ever feel <laughs> like that <gasps> yeah. is watching a movie. So I love that it can get that big reaction. Uh, whatever you would call a quiet places genre. Yeah. I, I love that where it's kind of like smaller horror. Yeah. Whatever that is, like humanistic horror. Yeah. Uh, I really like that a lot. I also like um, mystery. Mm-hmm. I love like big reveal horror. Sixth Sense being my favorite thriller. That's just like it's very good. I love I love a holy shit moment that can make an entire movie for me. And so that and then I really love horror comedy. Also, I know that's kind of cheating for this question. I disagree. I love the Evil Dead movies. I'm all I, for horror comedy. Horror comedy is great. Uh, whether it's like a zombie land kind of thing, or even like the, the, um, what the hell is it called? Take my strong hand child. Yeah. 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 A uh, scary movie. Uh, scary, scary movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think horror comedy is some of the funniest stuff out there and that still has those jump scares. So I really like, and I, and then I do, I like slasher films and I love monster movies. So yeah. I really like a lot of things, but probably like a quiet place being that whatever that genre is. I love Sixth sense, whatever that genre is. I love. And then scary movie, whatever that genre is. I love those would be a few that are big for me. Roxy, you might want to check out answered the fuck out of that question. I agree. I agree. And so you're talking about smaller, more, more, um, um, personal horror stuff. You might want to check out a movie called house of the devil, uh, by house of the devil Devil by Ty West, because that's a very self-contained, it's kind of like a take on the satanic panic type movies from the 1980s. Um, but it's, it's, it's really stripped down and focused on basically a single character. Uh, and that's a movie I really like a lot, but yeah, I don't know where it is. Let me see if I can find it for you, but I am a huge proponent of the horror. Um, she is. Is it in 2009, The House of the Devil? Yeah, I forgot. I, that She's must the have been, fourth build person in that it, named must, Megan? 
that must be before she uh, became who she is at this point. Yeah. Um, That's wild. Because she does not, if I recall correctly, does not. Oh, it's on Shutter, But you can oh, rent okay. it wherever. Anyway, um, uh, the horror comedy genre is, is one of my favorite genres. And it's so tricky to be able. And I think the Evil Dead movies do a really exceptional job, especially Evil Dead 2, of finding this like weird place where like it's really funny, but also genuinely unsettling and terrifying um i would also characterize attack the block which is one of my favorite movies is kind of in some ways it's kind of a sci-fi adventure movie but it's i, I would also characterize it as a horror comedy uh, and they're making a sequel to that I, we never did that in news and it's it's um that was john boyega it, it, it was that was like his biggest movie until star wars obviously and so god bless him for going back because i love attack the block if, if anybody in the audience if you haven't seen that um, and also Danny M agrees. He also thinks you killed that question. Oh, thanks Danny M. I really tried. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's, I think you're right, Roxy. I think like, um, the horror genre's ability to make you feel like I went to, this wasn't a jump scare, but I still can go back to the way, um, hereditary made me feel in that one scene. Uh, a very, very visceral, yeah. <laughs> visceral feeling that sits with me to this day. Um, and uh, and even then, I also think about. I remember one of. I think we talked about this in our movie theater experience episode. I remember seeing The Witch in theaters uh, at night. It was a late night showing, and there was these teenagers flitting between theaters, like just they bought a ticket to one thing and they're just watching a bunch of things, and they were like chatting and it was super annoying. But as the movie went on, they shut up. And then I remember when we were leaving, they're like, "That movie was so good," and it's like, "Yeah, that that." that's the power of a movie that that made teenagers shut the fuck up and watch yeah. that, that, that movie of all movies made them shut up and, and actually watch it. Um, horror has a very specific, it's a very specific, powerful in that way. And I think comedy on the other end of the spectrum spectrum um, is, is unique in its ability to, to make you make you feel things, which is maybe why when the two genres are put together, well, um, it, it really works, but that those are our thoughts. We solved it. We solved ghosts. We solved uh, the we, problem. <laughs> we solved, ghost hunters. We should start. We have the world girls tried finding ghosts. Have they gone ghost Dude, hunting? We've been thinking about it. Um, D- Darina and Steph are like true believers and scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about growing up a Catholic. Yeah, I mean, you know, my wife grew up Catholic too, so yeah, probably. So they're like really, like really believe and really scared. So I keep saying things like, "Oh, there's this like hotel downtown that we should stay at because it's supposed to be full with all the ghosts and people die there and shit." And they're like, "Why would we do? Why would we?" Do? And I'm like, "Because the point is, we try things. We that try we're things. Yeah, yeah. I so we're, we're, I think we're going to, but we're building to that because they're legitimately like that kind of stuff does not phase me, and Same. they are like." so fucking scared and i'm like this is hysterical that's great that's what great content is made of i will say just a final note on this stuff i don't necessarily believe any of this but i don't fuck with ouija boards i will I, so you, that's the other one that i've been trying to convince them to do but they don't want to fuck with the ouija no, board i don't fuck either. with ouija boards I, I don't i don't again if you asked me it's I probably not but i just feel like you know don't don't go poking around but but I would I would do the haunted house thing because again it's that's a weird it's weird how the brain works like oh yeah I stay at a haunted house yeah whatever Ouija boards mm, yeah yeah no nah, I think I'm good that's interesting <laughs> I think I'm I good think, I think it's so funny because as we grow older DJ it's like that obviously ghosts are not the same thing as God but I it's the same thing concept for me when you can't see it you don't know that it exists yeah. so uh, I'm always like very very um, if I cannot feel it I don't know that it exists so it's kind of like the equivalent of 
talking to somebody in church for me. But when I was a kid, uh, people used to say to me, if something was going on, like, oh, I'll pray for you. And as a kid, I remember being so offended by that and being like, I didn't ask you to pray for me. Don't pray for me. I don't want mm-hmm. that. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, thank you so much because I don't know. Yeah. So just by the off chance that there that somebody's mm-hmm. up there, thank you so much to yeah. please take care of that side of things for me because I don't know. So when people say it now, I just remember like as we grow up, uh, what I didn't think as a child. Now I'm like, I still don't believe that. However, I don't know. So just in case, mm-hmm. so that's kind of like the Ouija board theory where it's like, you don't think it's real, but like just in case. Just in case, yeah. I don't think I'm like gonna. Really trying to. It's probably it's probably because you know when you hear about like the true story behind the Exorcist, and it's like, yeah, that's probably bullshit. But now it's so ingrained in my brain that it's like, ah, you know, maybe not. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Milton Bradley or whoever makes that. Um, but yeah, yeah, and I and I totally get with your, your as you get again. It just goes back to as you get older. Once you've realized other things you've been wrong about, you're like, well, then maybe, uh, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't, doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt me at so, all. But possibly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not affecting me. So they, if it helps, go go to town, you know? Uh, and then you get into like, maybe it's good vibes. Maybe it's manifesting. I don't fucking yeah. know. So whatever. Just in case. Energy or whatever. Just in case. Just in case. So <laughs> speaking of the world girls and the fact that they're not going to a haunted house, what where, where can they find you? What are the world girls up to? What should people be on the lookout for? Yeah, we just uh, started building Lego Grogu. So that's been, that was fun. Um, We also were very, very drunk trying to build Lego Grogu. So unclear on how he's turning out. I think we have a, I think we have a a stomach. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good start. Good start. Comes in all sorts of ways. We brought on interns this semester. So they are making us try this thing called Kahoot. Mm -hmm. I feel very young and hip. I don't really understand how it works yet, but like apparently we're quizzing a bunch of people on stuff. Um, And then we did an LA Hollywood tour bus that's going to be dropping at the end of this month where we were like full-blown touristy, went on this LA Hollywood tour bus that brought us around all the celebrity houses and whatnot. It was really wild. Um, And we may or may not have also been um, partaking in some, I mean, we're not driving. So, you know, exactly. You're on a bus. And so that's a really fun one. That's coming to the end of the month. Thanks for asking DJ. Yeah. So, um, and, and your channel just every, every, every day, every day, youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer. Uh, I'm live at the Roxy every day, except for some Saturdays I take off because human being. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I support that decision. Uh, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. You ain't got the vowels from stupid. If you want to watch this show live, you can do that at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. And again, please go to hellbentcomicbook.com. Sign up to the pre-launch page. The campaign, the Kickstarter launches on Tuesday, June 15th, 6-15. Please be there on day one. You're not going to want to miss out. Uh, we got some Woo! specific rewards that are only available during launch and also some discounted reward tiers. So please, 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 please go check that out and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.